Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of Hazardous Balance. Um, I'm your host, Matt, of course. Super happy to have you here. So we're going to go ahead and get right into this episode. I am tired of waiting. I am so down to, and happy to do this episode for you all. So let's go ahead and start with our hero and villain segment. Um, today's hero is coming from the Gears of War series as Marcus Phoenix. Um, man, what a character. What a stone-blooded, like, just a killer. I mean, he's freaking ridiculous. When it comes to locusts, he puts them down. He does not put up with their shit. He does not do anything that's not in his playbook. Um, unless, of course, he's ordered to, which is a very interesting uh, aspect of this character because you first made him, it's more like he doesn't follow orders. He's kind of a do-his-own-thing-or-die uh, but that's because he's a family man. That man went to go save his dad because he knew his dad's mansion was going to be fucking invaded and he wanted to go save him, so he went AWOL um, and then got thrown into prison. Long story short, he ends up back in the coalitions of ordered government, or the COG, as they call it. Um, yeah, and he he's a really amazing character. He's a badass. He has really great lines. Um... Like, there's one point you're up on this sniper, uh, so if you imagine that you're inside this giant cavern and then they, there's these stalactites hanging from the, the, the ceiling uh, and also stalagmites coming up through the ground and you find this sniper rifle up on this uh, little perch area and then you see these line of locusts marching on their way and you shoot them in the head and he'll, he goes, There's one! There's two! There's three! Four motherfuckers! And, you know, he just yells out like that. I Hopefully, the I'm sure the mic peaked there, but whatever. Uh, we'll work on the audio afterwards, right? Uh, or at least try to, and if it's still shitty, I may try to get some of your all's advice on what to do about that. Um, anyways, he's also a smartass, which is great. Um, he travels with his best friend, Dominic. Um, he is amazing also, but we, we won't go over Dom right now. Uh, but he loves his friends, he loves his family, uh, he, he does follow orders, oddly enough, later, later on, I guess you could say, he, he listens to what they tell him to do, even though they kind of backstabbed him, it's a, it's a big ordeal, really. Um, but yeah, that's our hero for today, is Marcus Phoenix, uh, I, I love the character, he does, if you think about it, the dark side of this character is the fact that he... I mean, he murders a lot of things. He kills a lot of shit. Uh, but he's doing it to get the job done. Um, but so many good qualities uh, for a hero. He, he, in my opinion, was always a stronger Xbox character than even Master Chief. But, you know, Gears of War came out later, of course. I, I feel that Gears of War, in my personal opinion, uh, would be more of a headlining character than Master Chief, but we'll go over Master Chief another day, uh, because that character has grown a lot over the years. Alright, and for our villain, so, we're talking about, you know, stone-cold, crazy uh, characters, we've got Mr. X from Resident Evil 2, uh, bioweapon, uh, uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, your first introduction with that character, if you played the original Resident Evil 2, it came in through this, like, capsule, um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, comes into this capsule and he's unrelentingly after you. Um, I believe that's in your second playthrough as Claire. Uh, maybe it's in the first playthrough. I can't remember. It's been ages since I played the N64 version. Um, I recently played the Resident Evil 2 remake, and that's the one we're going to talk about right at the moment. Um, so, yeah, to, to not go into too many spoilers, but hand through wall face crush introduction um, was pretty intense. Uh, then the next thing you know later, uh, after you've kind of forgot about that, if you can, uh, a helicopter being lifted, dude in suit, and the chase commences. Um, that's, that's how it feels, because, man, he's always there. Then from that point on, you get this music, you get the, uh, you can hear his footsteps, as he's walking around. You hear him opening doors and looking for you, and he's always pretty close. It, I mean, it's definitely written in his AI to be close to where you are and keep you on your toes. And oh my god, does he ever. And if he gets you trapped in a room, well, good luck getting out. Um, as a villain, what is more distressing than something that has no feeling and it is there just to kill you. It has no other function than to kill you. And it will follow you to the ends of the earth to make sure that it completes its task. That is a villain. That is villainy. Uh, the person who made it, you know, that's a villain as well. But the actual creature itself, I think, surpasses the creator in villainy uh, just due to how much stress it can put on you. Um, when I was playing Resident Evil 2 and the the creature, uh, Mr. X, followed me. But at first I was kind of okay, but then, you know, my heart, and, you know, and I was like, okay, okay, I, I should be a little frightened because this guy's gonna kill me. I can't do anything about him. I can't stop him. I can't put a stop to him. Um, I've got to get this done so I can get out. Um, but the thing is, is that he's always there. So my heart, <coughs> excuse me, my heart like never stopped. It was just, and then of course when he was, you know, heart's just beating out of your chest. Um, I literally had to take a, just about a five, 10 minute break because I, one, I was getting frustrated because I wanted to get the damn game done. Uh, but I had Mr. X up my ass the whole time, like, following me around and keeping me from doing my objective, uh, which is what he's supposed to do. Um, so the continuation of that stress, that made me have to, like, be like, okay, I've got to take a little bit of a break, come back to it, get the job done, and move on. Um, it wasn't so much that he was scary as it was that he... How do I put it? He just was there. It was... That, that's all it took. That's a great villain, right? I think that's a great villain. <clears throat> so, that's going to be our hero and villain. So we have Marcus Phoenix, and we had uh, Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. Marcus Phoenix, of course, from Gears of War. Uh, two amazing characters. Pretty 
similar in some ways uh, because Marcus Phoenix is unrelenting and Mr. X is also unrelenting. Marcus Phoenix has feelings, Mr. X does not. Uh, yeah, so interesting things about those characters. So, moving on to our game of the day. Today's game... So, I'm trying to do things a little bit quicker. Uh, that way, we can... Maybe we can fit more stuff in for, like, questions. If you all have questions, of course, you can tweet me. Um, if you want to, uh, easy to find me on Twitter. Uh, you can also, if you visit my Twitch page at www.twitch.tv forward slash xxhazmat, uh, which is x... Oh my gosh, I can't even. <laughs> X-X-H-A-Z-M-A-T-T. -T. You can find me on Twitch. Um, and my Twitter link's on there as well. So, yeah, you can find me there. Uh, but moving on to the game of the day. And today we're going to go over a different game. Uh, this game was created by one of the creators of Bioshock 2. Uh, the game is called The Blackout Club. It is a very... How do I put it? Very unknown game. It is known, but it's unknown in the sense that uh, it, it never was really popular. I was with the streamer who got offered keys early to that game, and I did get to play it. Um, I had no idea what was going on. And to be absolutely honest, if you join playing that game, you will have no idea what the hell is going on. Uh, but I'm going to tell you why this game is amazing, why it is so interesting, and I wish other games would take it into consideration, especially a game that was subscription-based, uh, just so that they could keep up with the content. Okay, so, you start off. You wake up in a train car. Um, actually, no, sorry, I lied. You don't start there. There's a tutorial. Uh, the tutorial is start out as this little girl in the house. Um, she's by herself, her parents leave, you find the cell phone, you find, like, this cult has built this crazy stuff under your house, um, you get dragged away, and then, next thing you know, you're another kid, um, and you wake up in this train car and you're part of the Blackout Club. The idea is that the town of Red Acre at night um, when they go to sleep, they sleepwalk and they work on things, uh, very Lovecraftian in some ways that they, they go under their own homes. They have all these secret panels in Red Acre that lead to this underground facility where they monitor everything. They also have what's called the instrument down there. The walls are this, it almost looks like you're inside of a rib cage. Um, where the instrument is and like there's these two giant um, I, I don't remember I don't know the proper name but these compressors like they push down and pull back uh, kind of like a accordion um, and all these pipes and sounds and anybody that's asleep the only way that they can really know you're there is if you make sound so that's part of the game, is sneaking around and doing these objectives for the Blackout Club. Um, inside of the train car, you get a computer that you can listen to all these different voice interactions, so on and so forth, which we'll talk about the voices shortly. Um, as for the gameplay, it's like linking up these different things, trying to avoid being detected by the adults who are asleep, 
um, you're with a whole bunch of kids, uh, supposedly, um, it depends on the server and if there are people playing or not, if you're able to play with people. Um, we'll go into the community of the Blackout Club later, um, as well. So, that's the basis of the game, is you go down into this creepy tunnel and do all these creepy missions and stuff, and it really, it, it's scary at first it's kind of creepy um and then of course over time like all things it will lose its scariness um and it really loses it when you're playing with other people um but it, it's still a fun fun game but it eventually it just becomes like chores uh we'll talk you know, that's basically what the game becomes. It becomes chores, and that, that's the unfortunate side of it. It, it, it becomes not fun uh, when you do the same missions over and over again. Um, really very few to choose from, to be honest. Uh, but they, they did their best um, for a game that unfortunately was not advertised well, uh, that did not get a lot of press, that it deserves. Uh, things like that really hurt the game. Um, but then they've grown over time and they have a lot more people, but those people are leaving, um, which we're going to talk about now. We're, we're just going to go ahead and get in the nit and gritty of it. So the storytelling of the game, what I told you right now is all that really you'll know is that there was this kid, she got captured, you're looking for her and there's this computer in the train car that talks about dreams that these kids are having uh, where they have these different voices talking to them and answering their prayers, which is part of the system. You gain so many experience points by doing those monotonous um, missions uh, and you get these little lighters that you can pray to these different deities, these different gods that are in the game. One of them being Speak as One, which is the one that my character followed. Now, when I say my character, um, this game is very much a D&D &D session, except very little interactions with the DM. Um, it is probably one of the most unique ways that a developer and story writers can interact without um without it already being written in the book or in the game in this case so they have this thing called enhanced horror that you can turn on anytime that you talk in game they potentially can be listening the developers or the writers and they can interact with the players doesn't that sound amazing that's because it is it's fucking phenomenal but it, well, let's let's keep talking about that. So, um, when I first played, very first time I played, uh, I played with a a streamer who got some keys early, and and what happens is is it will there there'll be this eyeball appear on your screen and it'll be to close your eyes, um, which now apparently it says close your eyes in a weird tone, but I've never got to hear it. Uh, but then somebody will start typing to you. And I was like, oh shit, this is just the game. It's just something it's doing. And then it types in my my character, it, or uh, it says close your eyes again, and it it says my my Steam 
ID name and it says kneel down um, and then it, I, I did I was just like I'll play around and I would kneel down uh, and it that was really cool I was like oh my god the developers are chatting with me via these these texts and so on and so forth very amazing concept very awesome concept um, the the implementation was great but they unfortunately were so cryptic and you had no idea what the hell was going on they needed like a guide they needed an actual streamer who they could go to and be like teach people how to play this game uh, because we didn't teach you how to do it really when you joined in we didn't tell you the questions to ask or how to talk to these whatever these were um, but that's uh, that's beside well it, unfortunately we're past that point like the game's been out a while now and they've probably ran out of or at least I know from what they say on discord they ran out of money uh, really they're they're just getting enough to get by uh, with their enhanced horror section uh, until they complete their story. So, um, where were we? So they were, you know, that's how they deliver the story is so you would go in and close your eyes and you learn that there's these gods and they're fighting each other. They're not really gods, they're voices. They call them voices. Um, and the way that it works is these voices can take over a host and speak through them um, and become them, which I won't reveal the voice actors' names, but there are very, very popular voice actors who work on this game um, that you all probably know, uh, and it is amazing. Um, and you can have a voice-to-voice -voice interaction with them uh, as, they're, as they are God. You can tell that they have to wait for somebody to type their response, and then, of course, they have to deliver it in that way that was sent to them by the writer um, for the story. And the whole idea of the story is you're looking for a girl named Bells who gets captured at the beginning, um, and you're trying to basically talk to these deities and uh, appease them so that they'll tell you what's happening and how you can stop it. Uh, the main baddie being a character called Speak As One, who is actually the original voice, uh, which is my personal favorite because it is the most unique out of all of them, um, except for one called The Measure Cuts, who is very wise. Um, each of them have their own personality traits, um, which is amazing, uh, and which is really cool. Speak As One talks through just the 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 eyeball interaction things that you can communicate with them and they can tell you different things that are going on um and then there's the adversary uh which i i'm trying to remember their name all of a sudden it it slipped me because i haven't played in a while and the reason being is the community um, I had a really awesome friend in the game uh, called Ryder. They were amazing. They told me the backstory and everything, and then they were there when I had my interactions with Speak As One, which I became a follower of Speak As One in the game, uh, which is very much a D&D session. So you try to stay in the game and not outside of the game while you're playing it, uh, which I think is absolutely amazing. And then the writers are writing to you 
as you interact. But my actual first interaction was interrupted. So this is kind of the community uh, where there's a huge failing. Uh, there was a particular player that she decided that she would take over the conversation. I didn't know what I was doing or how to interact with the the voice, uh, not the voice that was there, but the, uh, I guess it would be considered a voice being there as it would type out things on the screen. Um, but they took over the whole thing and, and ruined that experience for me. But luckily I got to come back in um, and they, the voice decided then to talk to me and help me uh, and tell me about what was going on in the game. And I got to ask some questions. And of course they give very vague answers because they, they want to keep the story tight knit, um, which is great. Um, I really enjoyed that aspect. I enjoyed the community with uh, Ryder or people that are respectful and things, but there are people that could definitely run the experience for others, um, which which is what happened to me initially, and I kind of didn't want to play again, uh, but I, I continued and really enjoyed the story, and I got to meet some awesome people. Um, so that's one of the challenges, I guess, with having a game where the writers can interact with the players, is that somebody could definitely just hijack that session and go on, um, but they can speak to you individually, which, which does happen. Um, there was a point where... Uh, writer got was spoken to uh before me and then i got to ask questions because writer asked them to talk to me and it was it was really cool we got to um, learn more about what was going on in the story the mystery of that cthulian hp uh, uh, lovecraft story um and i love that aspect i loved it but as a realist how difficult would it be if you had thousands of players on there to have writers trying to make sure of what information got out and what information didn't? Um, and, and, and it would be financially very difficult. Uh, and, and I can see that. But here's the other issue that later arose. So I continued playing for a few months um, and I never got another inter interaction. Um, I, I would stay online for hours on end, hoping for an interaction. I had a note, notepad, uh, just keeping documentation so that I could try to figure out what the heck's going on in this town. Um, and then I kept seeing the same people getting interactions. So they have a discord and I kept seeing the same people over and over and over again. And they had their little knit group. Um, and they wouldn't reach outside of that group. They would, they always go and see the new person that joins or they would go see their vets. And then that was it. Uh, if you were in that middle ground, you, you might as well just not stay up because they won't come talk to you. Um, and I understand why, but if you wanted to keep your player base or if you wanted more people to help, and may, maybe they don't, maybe because of financial reasons, they don't want to keep that player base up. They want people to buy the game, play it for a while, and then get some enjoyment out of it and quit. Um, and, and that sounds depressing, but financially it makes sense. But for me as somebody who actually really loved the game, I loved the concept and I would love to see it used elsewhere, in, especially in a horror genre, um, 
I think with the game Phasmophobia, that's a perfect example of when a host or a developer could come in as the ghost and play with the the um, the audience. Not that we give the audience that control, but we give the developers the control to come in and play with us as we play the game. Not that everybody would get that experience, or would they even have to know. But it would be quite fun, like the book that you write in Phasmophobia, if they could write things in there, uh, like, hello, such and such, we see you, uh, no, don't mess with that, or things like that, and they could make the hunt happen when they want it. Anyways, that's beside the point. That's why it's such a, a great concept. Um, and I would love to see it implemented in more games. Uh, but, so there is a Discord. Go, going back to the Blackout Club, uh, there is a Discord that you can go into and, and chat about what you've seen and what stories happen. And there's a huge, like, log of interactions with people. Um... And you can learn the backstory, but it does take a while, um, and it does become draining, especially when you're trying to get an interaction and you're playing as much as you can. You're gathering all these experiences and making uh, sacrifices in the game to try and, you know, solve what's going on, and for to get nothing in return. Um, which, you know, that unfortunately that's how it happens. Um, but then. Moving to the same aspect, they've also got the voice actors who I will not name, uh, but I will say that they are quite famous. Uh, it's a particular group of voice actors that usually do group things together. Um, and they do a great job uh, talking with you. You can speak with them directly. Um, and then, of course, the writer will then write what they're going to say back to you, so on and so forth. And it is quite amazing. It's a great experience that they hired these voice actors to come in and do. And I believe that they probably ran out of money worth what they are worth. Um, and luckily, these particular voice actors seem to be kind enough that they're going to continue the story until it's actually done and followed through. Which is kind of where we're at now. Uh, they're, I think they're trying to wrap it up and get it, get everything done with. And unfortunately, the game will, I hate to say die soon, but that's exactly what's going to happen. The game's going to die soon. Um, so if you want to experience it, please pick up the Blackout Club. It, uh, I think it's $24.99. You can find it on sale. I believe it's on PlayStation as well. You usually will get one encounter. Uh, when you first start and you make like a sacrifice in the game um, and it could be from speak as one or uh, I can't remember the quote-unquote antagonist name right now uh, it's totally left my brain but you have them and <laughs> You have the antagonists and stuff that you could definitely interact with the first time. Um, I blotted their name from my memory because you're not supposed to speak the different deities, quote-unquote, voices, names while you're playing uh, because it gives them power. I always said speak as one's name because speak as one was the one that I followed and uh, they were definitely, in my opinion, the best. Uh, 
I think the Idare. That's it. The Idare was the name of the um, the adversary, the the bad one. Um, you you'll have an interaction usually with Speak as One or the Idare, um, depending on how you respond. Everyone calls Speak as One the bad, and then the Idare's the good. Uh, in some aspects, is what a lot of the players believe. I personally don't, uh, but. You know, who knows? We'll see how the story wraps up eventually. Maybe. I don't know. It depends if I get back into it. Um, but it is a fantastic game. I do recommend picking it up and letting the developers know that you would like to see more like that particular game um, and supporting it because even at like 15 bucks a month or 12 bucks a month or $10 a month or even $5 a month just to help support that game and kind of guarantee an interaction or two per month for like five bucks would be huge. You know, I that's how I would deliver it. I'd be like, yeah, if you want a guaranteed reactions, pay the $5 a month. Um, one that, that helps you pay for the cost of the writers, uh, unless the writers yourself, which then that, that deletes that overhead cost because then you, you can have your people who interact which volunteer um the people who would go in and type and interact with the players would just be messaging you hey how do i respond to this or what should i respond to this and then you could be like oh this segment this segment so on and forth uh you can go ahead and give this information etc and, and and to me that would be worth it and then of course the people that don't pay the five dollars it would be a potential chance for uh they could still be interacted with and usually your first time for purchasing the game or so on and so forth you would get that interaction um, and then it would be sporadic from then on um, and that would be really cool moving on to uh, continuing real quick about the community I'm very disappointed in the game uh, because of them sticking to their veterans um, which I mean what does in my opinion what does or not in my opinion but what what makes somebody a veteran and somebody who literally comes in and puts in a hundreds upon hundreds of hours trying to get another interaction and you never interact with them and they're wanting to become a veteran and you kind of just keep them pushed down which as i said i get because of the the issue of having a, the amount of riders and things that you need um around to to take care of that uh and, and do i sound a bit salty about it i am because i really love that game i still love that game and i would like to reinstall it and play again at some point uh but not at the moment i there there was a streamer uh her or there is a streamer her name's uh, vampire toy uh which i talked i spoke with her recently about the game and uh we spoke about how awesome it would be if they had streamer support where streamers show people how to play the game and they were kind of partnered with the blackout club but they didn't have to pay them of course it was just to demonstrate the game and how it works but it um i i thought that would be a great way to deliver the game to people but they didn't ask me right so anyways the, we're, we're kind of wrapped up on the blackout club and we're at a 30 almost 32 minute podcast at this moment and i really i don't know what else to to add to it other than to 
implore you to definitely get in contact with me about content that you would like to hear, things that you would like to know about, um, questions that you may have. If you want a lore segment or something, please let me know via Twitter or uh, talk to me on Twitch or in my Discord. I would be more than happy to go over something for you in a podcast. I could write notes on it and we could definitely get it out there. And You know, let me know what you think. I, I want to know what you all think because this podcast is about you as well. Not just about my views on games and things that I enjoy, but about your views on games as well that we could type all these things out and be like, oh, hey, this is how I feel about this game. Or no, you're absolutely wrong. That's bullshit. Or, oh, you made a mistake on this. Oh, okay, I get it. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Let's try to fix it. Oh, or uh, I apologize for that whatever happened. You know, things like that. But it all comes down to that us joining together as a community and growing as a hazardous balance. Like this, this amazing good and bad melded together uh, to make the world that we know. A neutral amazing world uh so definitely come on by uh visit me on these different platforms and i will be happy to talk with you thank you so much for listening i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up you all are amazing